0: Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Nicely Done podcast. I'm Satya, I'm a writer and I live in Boston. Hi everyone, my name is Amrita and I'm a journalist and I live in New York. A special welcome to those of us who were able to take a step back and take a break over the summer. What a privilege. And if you haven't yet, and you are able to, please do take some time off and recharge. Honestly, I can't say this enough. Let's declamorize hustle. Life is not an arrow, Sorkin. TV show, The 17 cups of coffee, working around the clock, lack of a good night's rest and pizza for all meals, that gets old very fast. If you have the privilege of being able to take time off and focus on yourself, do it. You'll be better for it.
1: Yes, and we are better for it. We just came back from a nice little summer break and which is why you haven't been seeing us on your feed as often. But Satya and I are back to our regular programming and you can find us um, wherever you get your podcasts every other Tuesday. So um, welcome back to you and to me and to all our listeners. Um, It's been a while since we've done this and a lot has happened. But more recently, um, something very big has kind of changed the face of the world. So um, that's what's on my my mind. So just like everyone else, my timeline has kind of been flooded with only one news of the world Um, and whenever there's, you know, news of oppression of women's rights or like a threat to them. uh, I always have to start uh, thinking about when I was actually growing up in an Arab country and Mm -hmm. I was very young at the time. I think I spent my first five years or something there. So five or six years. So I don't have very like strong memories that come back, but I do have these, you know, snaps of just a scene in my life or whatever like I remember my mom and how she used to look I remember my dad coming home from work and all of that Um, and so I stayed in a small city called Al Khobar in Saudi Arabia with my uh, parents and my elder sister so there were three girls in our home Um, and even if even though it's nothing like the Taliban rule obviously that's not what I'm comparing it to but staying in an Arab country under Muslim law is a very real vivid thing for me because I do remember that my mom had like a set of abayas that she used to wear, which is like a black body covering, but because she was a foreign national, she didn't need to cover her face. And because I was still a school going, or I was in kindergarten and my sister was school going, but she didn't have to wear any such thing either. Um, But I do know that I hardly ever saw women like who were other women. I don't know who they were. I have only ever seen my family friends and my aunts Uh, because everyone else was like covered and you hardly see women on the streets dude. It's the It's the strangest thing But I was young enough to not have that like impact and when we moved to india I was like, oh, so this is how the rest of the world is like there's women and men on the street Um, so anyway, I don't think I fully understood what was happening. Uh, but now with The news of the middle east more and more frequent on our timelines. I think I I started processing it more clearly Um, and I think my last week uh, has just been full of just processing what this means for women who will now be born and bred in this new Afghanistan rule.
0: Yeah,
1: And I worry about what their freedoms would look like, what happens to their ambitions, uh, you know, how do you raise maybe a seven or eight year old daughter? What do you raise her to be? How do you tell her what she can and can't do? Um, so yeah, it's been pretty disheartening to witness all of this. Um, and uh, especially because womankind has been forced to take many, many steps back.
0: Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Like even hearing about people talking about how things are going to be different under the Taliban's rule, uh, now that they're putting the Sharia, which is the Muslim uh, mm-hmm. Muslim law into effect, has been very, uh, has been heartbreaking because I see a lot of people talk about the last 20 years and how much progress has been made and how all of that is going to be unmade. We've been seeing like so many um, uh, viral posts and stuff about women going home and burning their degrees and stuff because educated women are not really uh, considered an asset. Um, I think this whole thing of like placing women under male guardianship, not allowing them to like enter universities and um, colleges and kind of like telling them this is your very boxed place in society, and you cannot dare you not move out of that. Is it's it's uh, suffocating for me to watch. I can only imagine how it was. It must be right over there. Um, there was an interview of a Taliban official with a female news anchor that also kind of went viral. That was like, okay, even Taliban are kind of like moving with the times and stuff, and they are more worried now about how they are being perceived than they were before Uh, they say that it's going to be different but everyone who is from there who's talking about it 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 does not feel like they really believe it and that's really sad I remember I was listening to this uh, person who was talking about women's rights in Afghanistan on NPR and um, I'm going to link that very short interview in the show notes but she said that there are about 50,000 informal Unregistered women-led businesses in Afghanistan, and about two thousand five hundred registered proper women-owned uh, businesses. And she's like, I don't know what the future of all of that is gonna be, like you know. And not to make this huge humanitarian crisis, which is Taliban taking over Afghanistan, only about women. It's not um, uh, even seeing like people holding on to like aircrafts to get out of the country, and yeah, you're you're not gonna survive that seeing those scenes and all of that just shows the kind of desperation that people are kind of showing to get out. And I feel for everyone. Um, but just using this platform to kind of call out to uh, the plight of women and how that's going to just get worse and worse. And if women who are like the backbone of the family suffer, I feel like it's only an extension that the whole family suffers, right? Really feeling for people of Afghanistan right now. And, um, if you've read something or heard something that you has profoundly impacted you uh, with regards to the space of news, please do reach out to us. We are trying to educate ourselves as much as we can and we'd love to hear from you.
1: Yep, thank you for that. Uh, we're always open to listening. But let's get our episode uh, started. So we're very excited. Uh, Satya, what are we going to talk about today?
0: I mean, honestly, what a way to like, Celebrate women's freedom than talking about like change, and I think it was a, it was a very welcome change to see that Farhan Akhtar, who has kind of given us seminal Bollywood films, one of them Dil Chata Hai in two thousand one, which kind of changed the face of Bollywood and like how young people in Bollywood are portrayed, um, that he is doing an all female cast road trip movie. Um, I think a week or so ago we saw the first teaser out that you know they're going to start filming in 2022 and it stars Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Kachina Kaif and Alia Bhatt and it's being directed by Farhan Akhtar. Um, Just seeing that I think got a lot of conversation started and we are going to focus on what Dil Chata Hai was, uh, what it continues to mean for people of our generation. Um, Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara which is another film kind of on the same trope and then now then the all-female road trip movie so I'm going to start it off by talking a little bit about Dil Chaata Hai and what it means it was released in 2001 it is Farhan Akhtar's directorial debut he wrote the script and he's talked so many times about how when he finished the script he felt so possessive of that script that even the best director was never going to do justice to mm. the script so he was like i only have to do this and as uh, as creators i think you understand that when uh you have a vision you kind of it's not about someone else's capability it's only just feeling like you know only i know what this actually means you know and the movie is about three young men just out of college maybe and like how their friendship which is uh many decades long even uh, how that kind of changes with like new influences, new changes in their lives and how they grow individually and as friends. Um, the movie and the storyline have been based on different facets of Farhan and his friend group's life, as he said many times. And uh, that's that's very fun to know. Um, so the three main characters are Akash, played by Amir Khan, Samir, played by Saif Ali Khan, and Sid, played by Akshay Kumar. Also starring Preeti Zinta, uh, beautiful Dimple Kapadia, and Sonali Pulkarni. It's essentially the boy story. Uh, the female characters are written to kind of bring out and like kind of change them, which is, <laughs> I know, a pet peeve of in mind, but they're not the central, they might be the reason for the change, but they're not central to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think most people who have... Who are hearing this would probably know what Dil Chata hai is. Um, so but context in like Indian cinema wise um, in 2001 is a special year for Indian films. Lagan was released in 20, uh, sorry Lagan was released in 2001, Kabikushi Kabigam was released in 2001, Gadar was released. You know even within that year um, what it felt, what was the Bollywood audience, what was the Indian film audience kind of changed. Lagan was the quintessential single theater. Everyone up and like even now when you see the last twenty minutes of the film, you are like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? What
1: like,
0: yeah. And while Gadar also super hit was more jingoistic. It was more like very in your face patriotism, nationalism even. Um, and then there was this movie about like three guys just hanging out and and like chilling. Yeah. And uh, it was a very different vibe and. And Karan Johar, in his uh, autobiography, uh, uh Unsuitable Boy, has mm-hmm. talked about how watching the film has kind of like really changed him because he made Kabikushi, Kabigam, and all these films that kind of had family at the center of Indian cinema for the longest time. It's like the main characters have no friends. And yeah. even if they have friends, those friends are the most subservient friends you ever see. Yeah. <laughs> they're either there for comic relief yeah. or just like someone just for the hero to like kind of stand beside. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So even in, like, movies like Kabhi Kushi, Kabhi Gumbh, which is a huge film, maybe Kajol's friend is there, to like, for some comic relief or, like, uh, Karina's friends are there just to, like, fill the frame or something like that. But it's not anything to do with um, anyone else except the family. So what Dil Chata did was that it put friends front and center. And it kind of said that, yeah, you after an age you kind of like outgrow certain familial relationships and you kind of find yourself with your friends.
1: I think it gave us so many things like you've said, uh, we saw bromance for the first time and like, you know, all of these like um, important takeaways from the movie. But one of the more most important ones was friendship because it was a movie about friendship. Right. Um, and uh, it wasn't really advertised as male friendship, but it became the gold standard for friendships everywhere um i think all the three characters just happened to be male because faran akhtar uh, wrote it inspired by his own circle of friends um and fortunately unfortunately that's what friendship started being associated with so i remember watching that movie also and i'm not saying that the girls of the time did not associate with the movie or the friendship that is showed. i watched it and i felt oh this is pretty relatable you know yeah. um and i do remember thinking even i want this kind of like friendship or build my existing friendships into this kind of very cool template mm-hmm. um so it was relatable but i also remember and this was a very sad realization for me when i was thinking about this yesterday i do remember Connecting the characters with my male friends. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking that, oh, Akash is like this one in my friend group. And Samir is like that, that like cute guy who's kind of goofy. Um, Sid is like the more introvert. Uh, but I never thought like one of them is like me, which I now realize is pretty sad. So I think that even though the representation of friendship was universal, the representation for young men of the time was more direct. Having said that, um, these moments of friendship have been burned in our minds. The Goa trip that you said, like it was one of the long lasting souvenirs of this film. Um, convertible car, rotating drivers, you know, stopping for meals, um, while the Dilcha track rolls on. I think now if you take a road trip, you have to play that song. Otherwise, it doesn't count as a road trip yeah and then you have to also like get the feels of like you know the wind in your hair and all this cheese that like we enjoy um and for years decades even indians took photos at fort aguada like being like looking thoughtfully in the distance in goa yeah and i think that uh, speaking only about friendships it kind of broke not only indian cinema standards but also broke moulds of friendships. Uh, the generation had become more easygoing, and you had to show films that showed that. Um, I think the films of the 80s, 90s had displays of friendships that were surreal. Like, you know, you mentioned, um, which came later, but we sometimes watch it and we're like, where are their friends? Where Are they not like stopping them from making these uh, weird choices? But these films showed more easy-going, pal- palatable friendships. Um, and then as we moved into uh, post-2001, like you said, more movies started emulating the same kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. And what was also very refreshing for me to
1: see then, and
0: even now retrospectively, is how different types of men were portrayed in the film. Like, you know, all three of them were distinctively different in their personalities, what they wanted, what their insecurities were and stuff. And I love when people go away from this trope of like nerdy slash sporty or like really good looking. That can't be a personality description. That can't be the whole thing that, you know, like, you know, when you talk about some female characters, you just think of them as like, okay, she's a really beautiful girl or like, you know, she's very nerdy. See, I think this is also a factor of them being men. None of the three of them have been shown, are they attractive or not? We don't try to understand that. They are who they are. And now I think, I hope people are uh, kind of realizing that. But even the more recent films like Yejavani, Jawani Hai Diwani, when we think about it. Uh, firstly, any movie where the main character's name is Bunny, I can't take it seriously. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but Deepika is nerdy and then she becomes hot. uh, Aditi's character played by a highly talented Kalki who is totally wasted in the film is sporty. Like, you know, there is no sense of like what these people are any more than that, you know. I love the fact that in this movie, Sid stands up to Akash and say, you are pathetic. Don't talk like that about people. I don't want to be your friend if this is the kind of attitude you have. Yeah, And I think that's very sensitively written and it's more important because guys are looking at this and being like, hi, if someone's my friend. I should just be like, yeah, it's fine, bro, for everything. And you don't need to. That's not friendship. Uh, because Sid kind of puts his foot, foot down and says that, listen, whatever, uh, whatever he says. And then that's when. Akash goes into a thing of like self-introspection and uh, goes into a thing Tanhai. of and like kind of like, yeah, Tanhai, the song, plays the background. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a chance to grow, right? So I thought that was very nice that Farhan did that in 2001. Yeah. And even now, a lot of films
1: don't do it, so. Yeah, I think it's like, it speaks very highly of A, Farhan's writing, uh, but also his the people that he may have surrounded himself with. Because we still see friendships, um, forget about like on Bollywood, but I think you and I were having this conversation with a few of our other friends um, who are boys. But they were talking about how, like, it gets a little suffocating if all of your friends are kind of like Akash type, right, Mm -hmm. who are outgoing, who are bossy, who are like kind of insufferable sometimes, but I mean, they're your friends and you, whatever. But if there is a quieter, more sensitive uh, introvert in the group, it kind of becomes that his voice gets somewhere lost and... To bring more to bring less male toxicity into the friendship you need someone like sid right i actually read this like really nice article on uh, the anniversary of dil jata on introverts and sid and how you had not seen that kind of person who is still okay with his life and you know he didn't want um someone coming and telling him what he can and can't do and at that kind of young age uh, it must have been really Wonderful to see that depiction for other fe- introverts to see yeah. that this is, and it's still a fully functioning friendship with him and the rest of his, you know, group. But um, that was really, really smart. And I think when we rewatch Diljata Hai, I missed some of these nuances as a 13-year-old idiot. But I think uh, now going back and like watching Sid's uh, scenes is is very rewarding. Yeah, and just bringing it back to a little bit of how friendships changed after Dilcha uh, Hai in real life and not on screen. Um, like, I, I am thinking a lot about my past group of friends and my current group of friends, okay? And um, sometimes I wonder how a certain group of friends is formed. Um, and it somehow kind of feels like the genesis of friendship in schools. Uh, was like friends and then once you start growing up it was like the friends you hung out with or girlfriends or people you were dating and stuff and I think that this movie was unintentionally kind of somewhere there where in the last scene you see all these three guys hanging out with their wives or their partners or whoever and um, this is a very small note but watching it even then or um, I think in my mid-20s when you know there were guys in our lives, and there was this like group of friends that we were part, uh, we were a part of that was sometimes guys and their friends, and then their partners. I sometimes do wonder that uh, you know did this did these films sort of like have a part in propagating this image of what like friendship groups become? I recently did speak to my sister-in-law, and she brought this up. She has now like been married for about a decade, and. They have a brand new baby and uh, we were just talking and she said that, you know, the closest group of friend friends that they have now is her husband's friends and their wives. So I do sometimes think that we kind of like lean in a little more to these kind of social groups because I wonder why. But I do know that maybe sometimes this is what we kind of see on screen and maybe at that time that's what we did see. Having said that, one of, like, most of my core groups today are all girls. And uh, it's it's the girls that I went to high school with. It's the friendships that I made in Bombay with you and our other friends. And they are, like, my mains, right? So I think it's very interesting that, like, to have this movie come out now, Jale uh, Zara, where we are also kind of, like, moving away from these, like, tropes of, like, what friend groups were. Um, and I was definitely guilty of that. But, yeah. Um, uh, I do wonder if you showed such ma- male prominent male friendships on screen what impact that had on the generation that watched watched them and um, how people preserve their friendships today
0: yeah but I think it's because Indian women it's always been defined within the context of a family
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's very it's an unknown quantity when an Indian woman is outside the structure of family so how will you show a friendship where they're just individuals interacting, right? It's too much for them. Even now when you do it, it's almost received with a sense of, yeah, these are very urban, very forward, you know, very rich women, you know, they're not really relatable. Uh, It's because I think the Indian family structure is so that if the female um, role, even there's no room for movement within that role
1: Mm. because
0: that will just, just collapse the whole thing. Either you show that she's doing something with the permission and blessing and love of her husband, Mm. or she's just doing it by herself. Or like she's a really, she's a good daughter. Like I think intrinsically also that's something that uh, because of watching these tropes, not just in films, in TV, in books, and you know, even in your living rooms, it's kind of propagated that first you do all these things, then you can like be your own individual and like you know have your own sort yeah. of dreams aspirations and it's almost like a guilt thing, like you know if a girl if a girl just gets up and leaves in the middle of the night with her friends like how Sameer does, firstly parents will have a heart attack. Uh, so how selfish of you, you know? And if you're out with your friends all the time, what's happening at home? You know, it's hard to kind of show and. I kind of sympathize with the directors. Maybe some people wanted to, and they couldn't find a way. I don't know. I don't. Know. You can't speak for intentions. You can only speak for the results, right? Um, how do you show a woman in an Indian setting, let's say living with parents who has two, three close friends, and you are just like upping and doing whatever you want, and like without it being like these are rebels, with being like just like this is normal. Maybe Janetuya Janena did something like that. Whenever it came out with like the main character, Aditi, and her friends, like she does her own thing, her parents are at home and all that, but still she's pretty young and still kind of stays within the confines of
1: parental approval and all of that. So I think it's just society... I think that's a great point because uh, in Dilchatha we see a woman who is bound by family. Preeti Zinta is constantly obligated uh, fr- with her, towards her fiancé's parents and maybe that's like somewhere Farhan trying to say that these are boys that are free to do whatever they want and Preeti Zinta cannot make like one decision without an uncle being around or without like, you know, her actions are constantly like kind of tied together by the parents' approval and like obligations. So I think he is maybe saying that there wasn't enough movement for her, like you said.
0: Yeah, like even Sunali Kulkarni, has a boyfriend who she loves. But she still comes to the whole thing to meet a boy because her parents are like, please meet. Like, who are these parents? Yeah. You know, why do they inhibit the life of Farhan Akhtar? You know, for them to make like, let's say they are in my life. And I am not as culturally whatever. But Farhan Akhtar, his world is different. And even in his world, there are women like
1: this who mm-hmm. cannot date who they want. And can you imagine? Like I think, this, I think that that's the point maybe that like he's trying to say that, you know, here there still are women who are kind of like beholden to all these other restrictions. Um, and which is why maybe these male friendships seem that much more valuable to Sameer, Akash and Sid and they're just like Poona mein uncle ke jaake, like he's just chilling there for years and like doing whatever he wants and no one's really like but what about like yeah except who and, the set up. <laughs> and who wants to be he comes home and like they're all sitting there <laughs> he's like hi
0: I know you can't talk about Sabir without like a smile on your face no okay. like it's so sweet. Like, the way he's done it is so innocently. Like, you know, it's not like a playboy who you're just like, ugh, you know, enough. It's done with like such conviction. He falls in love every time. <laughs> <laughs> and you are like, Arey, don't, don't be like this. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. But I would like to move into the next segment. Uh, and before we move, I want to say my single most favorite thing about Dil Chata Hai is that my dad can never meet a piece of cake without saying we can eat cake. Ke liye kuch bhi kar sakte. Well, it's, so, it's so funny that he says it every time. It means that, you know, we can do anything to eat cake. And one of the characters says this in the film and literally you put a piece of cake in front of him, he will say that. And it's so funny and so adorable each time. So I think the movie has just entered
1: lexicon and like it's a part of our day to day. Yes, so thank you, for Anuttar for writing these amazing memorable lines that we still recite. Yeah. And for giving us, um, and for giving Karan Johar something to think about when he went home and wrote his next family drama. Um, while we wrap up Dil Chata Hai, we want to like bring up one more film that kind of feels like in tone with the episode, which was a two, the 2011 release, Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara. And it felt like a richer, maybe classier, but less funny upgrade of Dilchata Hai. And um, in this movie, friends are reuniting and remembering what they had lost um, while they come together for this ultimate bachelor trip. Again, it kind of set the gold standards for bachelor parties, international road trips, bucket lists and traveling to Spain. Um, and while looking at this movie, uh, it seemed like in 2011 there was still a chance for this to not be about three men going on a trip. It was mm-hmm. still recent enough for us to feel like, "Arey, ye to It's the same kind of like situation with the girlfriend's nagging and the boys being like, "I need to get away, and I'll go to Spain to get away from like my girlfriends and wives." Um, it seemed. It, it seemed like we could have gotten more uh, in terms of friendship representation, but that's what we got.
0: So, Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara means life will never come around again. It's directed by Farhan Akhtar's sister, Zoya Akhtar. And it's pro- produced by Farhan Akhtar and uh, Ritesh Sidwani, the original producers of uh, Dil Jata Hai. So, it is So, it is essentially from kind of like the same camp, which is why you can draw parallels between these two and i agree it does feel feel like dilchata hai but with like more money uh, so apparently rute krishnan was one of the first uh, uh, choices for dilchata hai and he didn't do that and he went on to do yade so so uh, so the next time someone came around and said road trip he was like yes yes please i will do this but anyway so zindagi na milegi had abhay Deol, who is the new generation akshay khanna basically farhan um, Akhtar uh, starring in the movie and rithik roshan and uh, katrina Kef and kalki keklin play um, pivotal roles as well but again it's a story about the boys i think it's more uh, tell than show than diljata hai yeah, and the yeah. thing with diljata hai it still feels innocent and very like relatable and all of that looking at these three men who go to spain and all i just feel like i cannot None of my life feels relatable to this, you know. None of the characters seem real. Like that whole bag and like carrying that bag around like that. It's a little on the nose for me. Uh, The music is really nice and uh, uh, the actors did the best they could with the script that was given. I don't think it was anyone in particular that did a bad job. I think the script itself was a little too unrelatable. I don't have a big emotional connection with this movie. Uh, maybe people who were 12 or 13 in 2011 maybe they do
1: I don't know I was kind of always very surprised when people bring this up as one of their favorite movies when they want to like think feel the travel lust and all that and I'm just like uh, I feel quite unimpressed by most of it I don't think I ever went back and saw it and I do think that you're right the writing is very like the jokes and all are very flat I think Farhan Akhtar is still capable enough to bring some like zing into the one-liners or whatever, but Hrithik is not funny. So don't like, I don't know. And Hrithik in that and Bang Bang, I always feel like he's playing himself like and thinking about like how good he's looking and like his smoldering gaze. And all. It's too funny. I can't take that man seriously when he looks like that. Um, Making fun
0: of Hrithik and his hair in this movie is not funny. <laughs> if you remember, this dialogue from the movie it's gone viral it everywhere everyone's just saying the same thing
1: and I think it was kind of like portrayed as like the new gen Dilchata Hai but Miss uh, is the pivotal point that these were with the focus more on the you know the very small personal friendships that the three of them shared this got too lost in like the traveling and like the pocket yeah. lists and the snorkeling and then the poetry and it was like this is too much of glamour and too little of real personal friendships.
0: Yeah, many times I think characters say, tu achha You are one of my best friends. Like, don't say that. Actually, show me how you are actually friends. Like, you are not inhibiting any of your personal spaces in this movie.
1: I think the only I time mean, real friends say that to each other is if they want something or something. <laughs> like, no one's going to be like, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> <gonna> be like <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, What do you want or what did you do? <laughs> like, seriously.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I don't buy, like, the friendship. And for a friendship movie, not buying the friendship is, like, gone.
1: And it's always, like, super disappointing to see Katrina Kaif in a movie because she plays the role of a girl that the friends want to hit on too many times. I kind of, like, feel like even... It's kind of unfortunate that that angle is how she's introduced in yeah. the film. I don't love how they write Kalki as, like... She says, you know, these boys, they need to go on a trip. And like, it feels so poorly written uh, because then it starts feeling like the road trip or the um, the bachelor trip becomes like, how can men escape women? And then over there, still go find this like more exotic woman. Who there are better escape, women, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, it's all very like, it's poorly written, poorly portrayed and all of that. And it had very low impact uh on me and i think on friendships in general so that's all i have to say about it
0: yeah zoya has written better female characters so i don't know what her inspiration from for writing a character like kalki's in the movie comes from uh maybe it's like very real people and this has actually happened, something like that but uh instead of showing like she's so nagging and insecure and like and Abediol is just trying to get away like you know is there, isn't there there a better way to show that this marriage is not working or like this relationship is not working because 100% women have been in that situation where the guy is not communicative enough and has just gone off to do his own thing and there is a wedding coming up and I really feel for that character that she feels so tense around this time and this guy is like I'll go meet the two people who have not had any time for me for the last 10 years because you know we pissed around the same compound uh, 10 years ago I will leave you, my wife to be to like handle everything else mm-hmm. and I'll just go up and go to Spain Yeah, and then uh, Kalki is supposed to be like super chill about all of this and not say anything Yeah.
1: all right welcome back to our episode we're talking about um, some films that had impacts on friendships and uh, our latest the latest film that has gotten us excited is the Priyanka Chopra alia Bhatt Katrina Kaif starrer G Lazara. so I actually want to say that like when I saw Priyanka's uh, Instagram post I got very emotional unnecessarily I spent the whole day kind of thinking about what that movie could be should be what can they make it because it was being uh, written by the uh, writer duo Zoya Akhtar and Reema Kakti, who've written really good scripts, written women well. They are the writers of uh, Made in Heaven and Dil Dhadakne Do and uh, they have individually also written really cool projects. Uh, so I also did like this mental high five to myself because I was like, thank God this movie is coming. And although it feels very overdue and it could have been done five, 10 years earlier, um, I kind of was very excited. I think that the cast excited me, the writing uh, duo, the direct it's being directed by Farhan Aptar. Um And I think all of that combination sounds promising. I am cautiously optimistic. And um, I think having Priyanka on the project is also kind of like a good um, sign because I think in the last few years she has picked better scripts. And I think she knows how to market the movie properly. I think that we can expect some good things. Yeah,
0: I was also very excited because uh, finally a girl's road trip movie. Not that we need a girl's road trip movie, but it's nice to have representation, right? And may more women see this and aspire to be independent and free and out of the shackles of what is expected of them. But what got me most excited was like the cast. Um, Priyanka, Alia, do great actors uh, Katrina, I don't really have a problem with her but uh, hopefully she, she also has a good character has good script backing her and can like deliver but what is exciting is that not only are they good actors they're also a little older so I'm hoping the characters that they play will have some weight and like life experience and actually things to unpack instead of like hey I like that guy, he doesn't like me or you know Like if it was like some 21-year-olds going on a road trip, I would have been like, okay, I don't see the excitement. Uh, Maybe because I'm in my 30s, I am more attracted to this kind of uh, uh, age range. But I just think that uh, there is more here. Like there would be careers to talk about. There would be already relationships and like looking at like the place of women through the lens of that relationship would be interesting. There would also be maybe some single women in their 30s in the film. And you know, a take on like we don't need a relationship to complete us uh it would be nice for this movie to really uh, pass the Bechtel test with like flying colors like how in zindagi na milegi bara, many times we talk about personal ambition individual fulfillment and all of that for the men i hope that that really comes through for women also and it's not just a thing of
1: like three women trying to fix their relationships you know I also am very excited to see that, like, if they've announced this movie now, the expectations are just going to build, honestly, because all of us as audiences have been waiting for something like this for so long. I think all of us just kind of had like, aha, like it's finally coming out kind of a reaction to it. So I think that's something that they have to deal with. But in dealing with those expectations, I really hope that it won't be the same template as these past two movies i'm completely fine with them not even going on a road trip like you said i don't know why that format needs to stay i think we may have slightly outgrown it um maybe maybe they're gonna do a fresher take on it that's fine but the teaser does show a car and um, it's not it's not necessary that like it has to be a boys did this now the girls are going on a trip i think that's a little immature um but i hope that they fill it with good writing and uh, I think that the idea is also to show that male friendships are very different from female friendships, right? And when girls get together, the lives of the girls kind of become intertwined in a very different way because we know that from our experiences, at least um, the women in our friends circle, they keep in touch with each other, check in on each other and provide a level of support that is very different from what males perhaps do to each other. So I hope that like all of that is also taken in. Like it's it's kind of uh, my hope that you get to see complex writing because women can be a few things and they have been like daughters, mothers, friends. Um, also good, bad. They're they can have like many many gray shades. And I think I I hope I hope it doesn't feel like I want it to be like a downer. You know, <laughs> like having all these issues. But if um, Akash can have that kind of nuance to him. If Sid can be that introverted, sensitive person, it would be really nice that these three big stars um, can also turn it around a little bit and we can see not template-y portrayals of Priyanka Chopra being like glamorous and whatever. like it would be nice to not have a Hrithik Roshan in this and yeah. not have like a funny guy in funny girl in this it it it, it would still be fine. Um, And yeah, but I am hopeful and uh, excited. Yeah. And I think
0: it's going to hopefully push the envelope of how female friendships have been depicted in Bollywood. Um, So, in Bollywood, I think if you really think about it, uh, in the last 10, 15 years, there has been more representation of female friendships, but it's very stereotypical and not really there for the individual character progression, but just for like plot support. Like for example, if you see something like uh, Ye Jawani Hai another super hit where you see Naina and Aditi and that they become friends when they happen to go on a same trip together. There's like one scene with the two of them and what their friendship is and they're supposed to be best friends. And Naina is the main character in the film. So it's very sad. While at the same time, Ranbir Kapoor's character gets like many scenes with like To resolve his friendship with his uh, friend Aditi and also with um, Avi, I think. A a scene with two female characters showing their friendship and nothing else related to the plot has always had to like fight for screen space of like, do we really need this? Is almost like the kind of vibe. Uh And Dor, a movie by Nagesh Kupunur, which actually, it's about two women whose lives sort of like intermingle. And, like, kind of come together because of one incident. And, like, how that affects both women. And in that, they come to, like, understand each other's flight and um, and have empathy for each other. It's because Meera knows what it feels like to be a woman in that current Indian society that she understands why Zenith has come to ask her what she does. So it's not really like they've known each other for many years kind of friendship that we see. It's more of, like... It's more of like uh, empathy and understanding that comes through like life experiences. Um, So that's one thing. And another one that comes to mind is um, Parched. It's uh, Patriarchy versus Women. And there are these three women, Rani, Lajo, and Bijli. And this is a below poverty line sort of storyline where they're from a very rural part of India. And like they don't have any of these like road trips or anything uh where the freedom means different things and they it's uh, it's a very touching portrayal of how this friendship is the one good thing in their lives and it's a it's a pretty good movie i think you should check it out if you haven't already and it brings out this uh, it brings out it's almost like a relief uh in their lives to be able to have these friendships so these are two things that i think kind of worked but again it's not done in that light-hearted sort of vibe
1: that, you know, we've I been know, talking about. Uh, maybe the main, maybe the problem is that like if you want to show Ranbir Kapoor more, uh, you're not, you're taking away space from like even one more scene with um, uh, Deepika and Kalki in Ye Jawani Hai Diwani. But the absence of that kind of towering male lead in Dor allows them to have like a mo- few more scenes. I kind of wish that like someone had recognized this and been like, that's okay. Like, we know that like Ranbir Kapoor in all his movies has to come of age and like realize all of that. background <laughs> But like, it would have been nice to have a few more scenes and, but I guess priority was to show Ranveer Kapoor. Um, in, uh, you're right, in like uh, Door, it's kind of like tragically that they come together and um, I was watching Pink because it also comes up as one of the movies that has shown three women um, and kind of navigating a very difficult situation. And then I thought that like how tragic that like in order to think of examples of like great female friendships, they have to overcome some grave tragedy, which is death or sexual assault or, um, you know, and that's how they have come together. And we get to see kind of really good portrayal of how three roommates and I mean, they're friends, but they're primarily roommates in pink, Um, how they are around each other. And they are going through some really tough shit. And but still kind of like being there for each other, trying to stand up for their own rights, but also extend support to your friend when um, they need it. Okay, another
0: example that kind of works, it's a small example is um, in the lunchbox, Eela and Mrs. Deshpande's friendship. You never see Mrs. Deshpandesh, only hear her voice because she keeps yelling from the kitchen window. And it's like how supportive she is, is like the friendship. It's not about like how much fun you're having. This friendship is like a very real, like down to earth. Uh, Oh, you've had a bad day here. I've sent you something or like, you know, I'm going to give you advice sort of. Uh, almost mentor mentee thing because she seems to be a little older than what Eli is but still it's a friendship and uh, it's an interesting portrayal of probably a very real portrayal of how friendships are in Indian housewives or like homemakers or uh, even working women who have friends who are just you know neighbors and stuff always there to catch
1: you if you kind of fall down. Similarly, one uh, small movie—not uh, a small movie. Similarly, one small part of like a very big hit movie was when we saw Kangana Ranaut's friendship with Lisa Hayden in Queen, and uh, you know the movie was kind of about how Kangana Ranaut is left at the altar and tries to figure out like she can still be uh, go on her honeymoon. Great plot, movie did well. Yeah. There was a there's a nice part of the movie where she discovers this really shiny and uh, gorgeous uh, French woman, uh, Lisa Hayden, who is completely liberated. um, And she kind of looks to Lisa Hayden as a kind of personal hero and she's looking at her. And they kind of share a small, brief friendship in that time. And I feel like that was not written in terms of here are two great friends. But that's that's a kind of important understanding of sometimes you know your friends can show you um how especially females can show you how it's okay to lead this other life also or just kind of find like a really happy middle and she looks to her um and takes something back with her from lisa's character and i thought that that was like really nice way to see these two women on screen not talk about like boys or whatever but just inspire and engage with each other at a personal level well uh I think this is what we kind of have seen. And then there is one whole category that we've seen and we just been like, oh my God, like now do we have to like stand up for these movies? I think uh, one uh, one example that comes to mind immediately is the 2018 movie Vire The Wedding that was pegged as this female friendship movie and the girls are back and they are like, they can, um, uh, they can, drink like men they can swear like men and like they can behave and act without consequences this whole movie with uh, a big star cast um yeah what were your thoughts about that movie satya oh god i remember watching this movie
0: and i really wanted it to be good you know it's too often people think that if there's one dialogue in the film that kind of resonates with you or like one scene that's good and like they're like yeah the movie was good 30 mm-hmm. seconds of a good scene does not make does not vouch for a two-hour film okay yeah. uh and all four characters two of whom are really good actors like uh swara Bhaskara and um i'm sorry i'm blanking the other girl who plays i think Meera.
1: shikha talsanya
0: yeah uh is her name mira she's also very good and uh I think both of them are so wasted in the film just playing like really sad sort of portrayals and Swarabhaskara's scene in the film became such an uproar and everyone was like either like this movie should be cancelled and everyone else was like no but women's rights and I hated the film but I had to be like of course I want to see this film and then I was like why is this? Why are we fighting for such a bad film? We are fighting for freedom of expression, not really a bad film. But Sonam Kapoor's character is so like, there's only one way to express it. It's so checha in the whole film. Like she's so like uh, creepy and cryy and spoilt little brat. Um, Kareena Kapoor's character has a point which she loses like within two minutes of the film. And... Mm. Even if that was the central thing of like, she for the in the name of love is being forced to kind of change who she is, which is a nice thing. And most women go through that. So the premise is nice. I feel like it's all a bit lost in this whole thing of like, if men can, why can't women sort of attitude that it
1: goes into it, you know,
0: yeah. I really
1: didn't like the film. Yeah, and I think if you begin saying that, oh, we're going to make a female film, you're going to like not make one, really. Yeah. And I think that it just, um, all of it was just unrealistic. I think they tried to pull off like a Sex in the City and mm-hmm. uh, kind of didn't do that either. Or what Sex and the City kind of became famous for, they kind of didn't uh, go anywhere near that vibe. Um, But it did give us this, I mean, one win maybe if that, if we want to really focus on every cloud is that I think you saw four women on screen and then the male characters were just, you know, there to support the stories of the women. And I think that was something, unfortunately, it was not like a great story. It was too loud, too flashy. I think they didn't aim for better. I think when they began, they were like, let's make this fun. Like, how can we make this a riot? Yeah. And that's not going to work. Um, and yeah, it was kind of wasted, like you said. Nothing really to talk about here. And it was, it's, it's kind of sad because that would have been a nice movie to get behind. Even if they did like a fun version of it. But yeah. Uh, yeah didn't, nothing Another happened. movie that keeps coming up often is a- Aisha, which is
0: a remake of Clueless one of my favorite Hollywood films because it's so innocent and sweet and Alicia Silverstone is like 16 and it works. Soram Kapoor is like 22, 3, 5 and she still behaves like a 16-year-old. It doesn't work at all. Most most dysfunctional friendships ever are the only thing that comes up when you look up <laughs> female friendships, mm-hmm. you know. And this thing of like women feeling competitive around each other, okay, maybe it comes from a point of truth that 20 years ago, there was only one kind of woman that could exist. So everyone tried to be like the most beautiful or the most uh, the one with the best sort of scores in exams or something or the most obedient. We are not that anymore, right? In 2015 16, if you are making a film that is just like so shallow and uh, and they have been such great examples of women being written on, you know, for on-screen women roles that what is your excuse anymore? Which brings me to four more shots, please. I know someone who like a couple of lines in the show kind of like stay with you and uh, and I'm like, yeah, I get it, but this is literally the template of sex in the city taken, lifted and con- kind of put in Bombay. You know where sex in the city really works is that it's unapologetically about women and like their sex lives and their struggles in modern dating in manhattan you know it doesn't like skirt the line it's all out it's like this is what we are you know this is what the show is about you can't do that and also like add like uh like family values and like make like a big mishmash of everything and yeah it doesn't work because we are not that so you can't make a sex in the city template to template in Bombay. So I think
1: that these kind of shows unfortunately do slightly more harm or maybe not. Uh, maybe they are giving uh, good representation at least to women who relate to it and that's still some kind of a win. I suppose. Yeah.
0: So I think when we're saying it doesn't work, we're saying it doesn't work for us. Not that it shouldn't be made. It's not an example that I would like to give. Let's say one of my friends who's not watched Bollywood films and say here's a great piece of work about women in India that is what we mean please make all tv shows with only women even if they're bad yeah I don't mind like I'd rather take a show with women in it that's bad than a show with men that's bad because it'll be
1: worse and I think it's like what you said about uh, never have I ever right like uh, it showed that there was this great appetite and women in India will watch something like four more shots so let's keep writing and uh, you know if Write more scenes between women in even movies that have lots of men in it. Like, it's fine. Just maybe on the editing level, like fight to keep that scene in. And all of these things kind of just contribute to this conversation and show us only better, no? yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) This is something for us to also reflect as some of us have creative aspirations. But... People are complicated and friendships are complicated. Not, I think what we want is more nuanced, realistic, aspirational representation for women on screen, not just within friendships. Um, it's not like you write great characters for like Alia and Priyanka when they are going on a road trip. Please write great characters for all women, even if it's the main character is a male. I think where we fail is that we constantly view women in Indian cinema through male gaze and that is very limiting it's changing now with like more female directors and writers in the workforce but the less you make it about male gaze and how men in these situations are viewing these women I think there will be more room for women characters to kind of breathe and kind of really be
1: as a fully formed individual can be yeah agreed 100% well, uh, that's it for our show. I had a really great time and uh, we are looking forward to um Gile Zara and many other movies and television shows that hopefully will be made. If you have a favorite show that you've seen that we missed, uh, please let us know. It would be great to add it to our show notes and also uh, spread out more recommendations of these of these works if you like our podcast please tell a friend that's a great way for us to get new listeners also you can follow us on our facebook instagram and twitter page say hi to us on social media we are now streaming on all major platforms so find us wherever you get your podcasts and this episode was brought to you by the projects that you do with your friends i have the great fortune of working with my friend for a few projects and it has added so much value and joy in my life so if you have a friend who has who shares your passion and ambition, try working with her. It just gets better. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.